You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. How's it going, folks? Welcome to episode four of the fake PBEO podcast. Uh, this is Mitch. Today I'm joined by Dawick, DG, and it looks like Davey later. Um, we're going to be going over the... What the heck? <laughs> what? Well, you forgot one person. Who? Me. I, I said Wombat. No. I said, I said Dawig, DG, Wombat, and Davey no, later. Didn't. I swear it. Didn't I? I don't think so. We're, we're going to listen to the recording after you finish. We're, we're going to prove that you didn't. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure. Can we bet PBE money on this? Yes. Oh. You really want to lose more money? Yeah, I'm already, I'm already probably going to be down $8 million. Because Bolanos decided to blow on us. Um. Any, yeah, 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 I'm not taking that bet though. I feel like I could have met, missed you. Anyway, uh, we're gonna be talking about trade de- trade deadline stuff. Some interesting, um, standing shifts. It looks like lately. And then just kind of whatever the hell's on the top of our head. So, uh, Dawig, you kind of want to take it away since you were pretty much the main star of the trade deadline. Right, sure. Um, so heading into the trade deadline or, or around um, All-Star break, Brevard County was, I believe, 46 and 42. But um, as we mentioned in our last podcast, back then, uh, Brevard County was 14 and 21, so we kind of made like a rebound throughout the um, first half of the season into the All-Star game. And what I really saw there is, um, you know, not playing a lefty at uh, third base or second base improved the team's performance. But um, other than that, I really uh, just went back to like what made the Mantis um, successful in the past, and that really worked out. But in this specific case, what um what we're lacking is pitch is starting pitching primarily, because it all started really last season where we had to call up our uh, AAA prospects and a lot of these guys we drafted in like the first, second, third round, and they came in last season, but they're inexperienced so they didn't perform well, and that they were the same group I was heading to this start of this season, but unfortunately with the exception of uh, Dan, who's been our only like really long-term starter, who's here uh, during our last playoff run. They've all primarily underperformed. With the surprising exception of, uh, I believe his name is uh, Junhoo Kim, Kim, and he is a very surprising uh, pitcher because he was drafted in the fifth round, but he leads the Hurlers League in total ERA right now, which is incredible for a guy who's only rated... Uh, 45 by my scout as a starting pitcher. But, 40 yeah. stuff versus right-handed batters. That is true also. He's uh, a... No very reason for pitch. him to have a, like, lead the league in the area by far. By far. 
Well, that's a part. That's the beauty of the manatee system. What is the manatee system? Without giving too much away, it's just playing the fundamentals of the ba- of the, um, the game, really. Like so you, you take out the. Um, I guess you don't really lean into sabermetrics as much as other teams do, and just go with like fundamentally, like what is like the core aspects of the game, and you focus on those. But That's um, very, uh, so, so he memes is what he's saying. <laughs> I what, can't. what percentage is meme energy involved? I'd say probably uh ninety percent. Because like really what I am struck for with um the team is you know like it's kinda of fun, but at the same time like you take them seriously. Like manatee. Exactly. They have no natural predators, but they're these huge behemoths that you know, just do their own thing in the water. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so heading into the trade deadline, I was really looking for starting pitching. Now, our ball pen is, like, not the greatest also. Like, I think our highest-rated guy is, like, a 55, which is crazy when um you're blowing, I think, total, I have, like, 15 blown saves or something crazy like that. Oh, well. So, and, uh... Yeah. Duh, I do have a question for you that I feel like is that a lot of people want answered. Um, mm-hmm. So first, when Zamora got your trade got posted with Hydra, um, it it lasted like a full ten seconds maybe before it got deleted. Um, so can you kind of walk us through that whole process of just what exactly happened? I mean. It's pretty straightforward. What happened was, was um, I just said, okay, I'll take a second in here. And I was like, okay. And then so I, you know, post that. But then he told me that, oh, he thought I meant um, this season second. So he pulled the trade back. And then, you know, I went, and, I went to Chad, got a second round pick from him. And then, you know, put that in with the trade. And then that's how we got a second. And Greg Neer for Robert Zimmer, or, yeah, Roberto Zamora. So was there a reason you traded with Chad, with uh, Chad instead of a different GM? No, not really. I was like, I mean, um, one or well, Trout can tell you this. I was like looking for anyone for a second round pick. It's so that Chad would win. Chad always wins. He doesn't need to keep winning. Keeps getting away with this. But um. Actually, kind of like in a weird way, I think it worked out better because if you take away the Chad pick, what I really traded was um, Edgeman, who was a 50 overall prospect. And, well, I don't know how you guys rate him, but um, a fourth round pick and Greg Neer in exchange for Roberto Zamora. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it and a good point to make that you probably gained value with mm-hmm. it being... Uh, Redone, and then Hydra probably gets more out of it too because Chad's gonna have a pretty high second round draft pick too. So, yeah, for sure. But, um, before Zamora, um, I made two other trades for starting pitchers. The first one was Andy Murray with um, Sewell, Flames, and uh, Beaver. 
Now, like, the whole process of this is basically me going through every um, team and then seeing if they were having a start, like, you know, they had a decent start that I wanted and, you know, they weren't competing and, you know, so they'd be willing to, like, trade for value at that point because um, Andy Murray, I think he's, like, 20, and he's in, like, his third, fourth year of arbitration. Yeah, yeah and it looks like he's pitched pretty well for you thus far. Oh, yeah. He was um the guy who I actually have the lowest expectations for, mainly because he's a righty and also because, you know, Seoul, I think they have a decent defense, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, actually, uh, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. But, um, yeah, so I wasn't sure how he'd translate because I thought a lot of his stats were inflated by playing in the Sluggers League. Because in the Hurlers League, I know for a fact that all the pitchers there have been performing better simply because they don't have to face like teams like Albuquerque or um, Wichita or California. The top end is much like, um, like I mean, in the Hurlers League, of course, you have Himalaya, but the other teams, like to me, they're not that shocking offensively where they hurt, where they harm uh, every pitcher's performance to the extent. But um, in that trade, I believe I gave up a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. And so going based off of that, right now, uh, one sim after the trade deadline, I've uh, yeah, I've uh, <laughs> I've gotten six war out of him, so I'm decently pleased with him. Yeah, and then Alonzo has been unreal for you since you got him as well. Oh, yeah, um... So well, I actually ended up paying more with or for um, Alonzo. I believe it was a, I think it was my fifth round pick and my first round pick. But Alonzo, like he's more of a, a system guy who I love because he's a lefty. And other than that, besides being durable, he also has decent mouth stamina and his hold runner is very high. The only question mark I saw with him is his changeup is um, not as developed for a first starting pitcher. But for me, that was outweighed by uh, having superior stuff, movement, and control the most starting pitches. So for me, he's the type of guy who I can think uh, would really fit our system. And so far with a um, 1.2 war in seven games, for me, that's a decent pickup. Um, Something I found interesting on the topic of the uh, Sluggers League having better offenses uh, so Dubai's has scored 680 runs this season, which is fifth in the league. And if you look at Brooklyn, who's second in the in the hurlers league, they have 667 runs scored. So I would say that that's that's a that's true that the that the Sluggers League has some better offenses. So is it safe to say the leagues are named appropriately? Despite uh, Stainzer and uh, Bolanos and Aluko being in the Sluggers League, yeah. <laughs> you should give them up just for the names so they can reflect the leagues accurately. Yeah. Trade. I, tried to, I tried to give up Wu. Oh. He doesn't want that mentioned. <laughs> Um, Dawig, I was hearing behind the scenes that there was a uh, trade that was possibly lurking for a unnamed second baseman in the Manatees organization, but you were possibly asking mm-hmm. a bit higher. Well, as I explained to them, 
if you're asking for a team that you know is trying to go for the playoffs in a um, in a season where the heroes league like the third wild card seems very doable for us despite a uh, rough start then you're gonna have to give me a first round pick to sacrifice my starting second baseman especially a guy with years of arbitration and control and he also can steal bases and he's a great like top of the lineup kind of guy that's good that's fair enough and then uh, we also had another pretty blockbuster trade. Uh, well, probably not the biggest, I would say, but one of the bigger ones with uh, Wombat, actually. So, Wombat, you kind of want to walk us through your trade? You're talking about the one where I traded Farouk to DG for cash, right? Uh, yes, and, no. and he just got injured. Yep. Absolutely. No, not yeah. that one. And, and, <laughs> I, I guess it is a bit of payback for Jeff Brown. So, yeah, karma for Jeff Brown. Um, yeah. Hold on, I actually got to put the game. I, I didn't have it open soon. Can you just talk about something else for a minute, and then I'll come back to that. Let's well, explain I was... that trade. But um, <laughs> so basically, uh, Wombat reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I'm trying to get three million dollars, or was it a million? He was trying to get some amount of money, um, yeah. and he's like, is there any prospects you like? And I was like, I'll take this, dude. We agreed on a price, and we made the trade. And then um, in the sim, the, hap- so the sim happens, and then the trade occurs. So in the sim, he gets injured. So I get traded a player with a uh, seven-month injury. Oh, wow. I would feel bad if not for Jeff Brown. Yeah. And at the same time, like, there's really not much difference between him getting injured with uh, with the Wombats versus him getting injured with Dubai. Um, at least I don't think so. So I don't, I don't care that much if he was just going to get injured anyway, if it was with me or if it was with him. And you still have cash to burn either way, so. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, like it was always going to be a, a, a risk, so just an immediate turnaround of nope, you failed. <laughs> and right, then, uh, Wombat, what about your trade for Armando Garcia? Okay, so we Gamma's here. No, this is epic. We can. Oh talk yeah, about Gamma the, had arguably the biggest trade. We can talk about uh, the Stapleton and Bogo trades right after this one. Yeah. I thought the Stapleton was the biggest one by far. All right. Um. Anyway, uh, the Garcia one, I didn't. I didn't think I had a shot at Bogo since Gamma kept saying no Bogo. So I had to trade for some depth there. Um. I think it was good value, like for just a rental. Uh. Obviously, I now have a surplus of pitchers, so now I'm running a six-man rotation. But uh, the deal, which uh, let me, I actually have to take a quick look at that. Uh, two later round picks, uh, a salary dump, and kind of a lottery pick reliever prospect for like a, a lower rotation arm. I think that's a great deal. It gives you depth for sure. The fifty percent retained is a bonus too. But yeah, it was the only way the salary would work. So, yeah. 
Actually, right after that sim, I think one of my pitchers went down with like a four month injury, so a five month injury. It was actually perfect timing. Bogo, are you going to shoot Wombat? Are you going to execute that option on Garcia? Uh, no. Ooh, Even though it'll be 50% retained as well? I don't think it will be as a team option. It will. It does. Yeah. It is. It does. Really? Confirmed on Dustin Hallman. Yeah. That's interesting. I still don't think I will since I don't think he's, I don't actually like him all that much. I don't think he's worth it, but at the same I, time, I could uh, see if, uh, if $4 million difference. Then I'll f- flip him after take, uh, executing the option. And then, uh, Wombat, you had another big trade. I kind of almost forgot about this one. You acquired uh, Abdul Aleem bin Kasim for, uh, along with a fourth round pick for Alex Rivera. Um, I thought you kind of won that trade because I'm pretty high on Kasim personally. Yeah, Perry just wanted him out, I think, because he was really struggling hard and he didn't have a spot for him. Um, so. I offered him uh, yeah, Alex Rivera uh, just out of the blue because I saw his ratings on uh, Stats Plus. And I thought, it, I thought you know, it'd be a good improvement down the line since I think the uh, defensive trade, which we'll talk about later, had just come up. Uh, had, we'd, I had just uh, gotten rid of him, so I wanted some depth uh, at kind of first base and DH. Uh, so I was able to flip kind of a... Better than a lottery pick since he does have decent potential, but definitely sees in the future uh, for kind of a piece that could really come into play next season. For sure. And then, yeah, I'm glad, Gam, I'm glad you hopped on because you you were kind of. Yeah, you had a nice little trade deadline. You want yeah, to three, walk us through it all? Yeah, three trades that happened kind of back-to-back. Um, yeah, I'll start with the top one. Uh, trading... I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Sai-Dao uh, Chang. Sai-Dao? Sai-Dao Chang. Yeah. 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 Or a second round and a fifth round. Um, okay. When I signed that contract, I knew right away that I wanted to trade him at the trade deadline. Perfect. That was the plan all along. That's a pretty stonks move. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I I mean, my bullpen already had two stoppers, so it's just kind of the obvious choice. And you're kind of gotta get you, you got to get pretty good value out of them as well, because I know I offered a second round pick as well. So, um, that just I'm sure helped with negotiations with IMV. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just upset that he was getting saves uh, in Brazil, and now I don't think he's going to get any saves with the Bucks, which is upsetting for the all-time saves leader. Dang. They traded for him instead, then. True. He's also not pitching very well right now. You have no one to blame but yourself. Let me look at him. I'm gonna see if he has any blunt saves. Okay, never mind. Yeah, he's not on save. Maybe. Yeah, I mean the way the way I saw uh, uh, Chang personally was like I kind of see him as like that 
that B tier relief pitcher. So not quite your like topper per se, but I mean he's he's obviously very good. Already yeah. put up one point two ward thus far, and like seventy stamina out of the bullpen just means he throws nonstop. And then my my like favorite part about him is his he's a captain, so yeah, adds that little uh like morale boost to your squad. Yep. He's nice. Yeah, and so I knew I wanted to also trade for a third base, and so just eyeballing things, I knew I needed to move some salary, and he was the he was the guy on the chopping block for sure. Sorry, move salary because I spent so much in IFA. <laughs> Be clear. Oh, we haven't even really gone over IFA, have we? Hell, I don't even think I've spent money on IFA. What am I doing? I think you, you, you forgot it. The sim that it opened, and then Gamma paid like thirty mil for two guys. So, yep. yeah, Gamma and LGM, I remember, kind of just went bonkers, nuts, if you will, if you will. Uh, um, yeah, so I spent thirty million, and I ended up but the expense is sixty-seven million because yeah. of the taxes on it. But, anyways. But, we can talk about that later. You want me to keep talking about the trades? Yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. So I had been... So the Stapleton trade. Um, after moving uh, Chiang, and I knew that the Stapleton trade was moving along, so I, I was motivated to get rid of uh, Chiang. Um, and so Stapleton... Um, I had reached out to... AJ, um, kind of out of the blue about Stapleton because he hadn't posted about him at all. Um, and I knew that I wanted to move a uh, starting pitcher, and Jay Sarnecki is a, a fragile guy, so I knew I wanted to move him first. And so right away we signed Stapleton to a nice contract. That's, that's a nice, nice deal, I think. Wait, you extended him already? Yeah, I did. Oh wow! I got. I haven't even seen this. It's Where like six been? years. Ten six years. Six? six years. One hundred twenty-three million, but it's front and back loaded. So, oh yeah, it goes 30, 11, 11, 11, and then two team options with three. The the standard gamma. The uh, standard contract extension. So effectively, the AAV is about fifteen or sixteen million per year. Love it. And my budget is almost tapped out for next. But that's okay. Um, and then the other trade was the BOGO trade. BOGO for defensor, essentially. Um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty big trade as well. Yeah. I'm going to need a first baseman slash DH guy here pretty soon. I think Tommy Clark is uh, getting to the end of his rope here. Especially as he's about to turn 36 now. He'll be 36 for the majority of next season. So to me, that's kind of that's getting too old. It's getting nervous having a guy like that on my roster. And so I think Defensor kind of slides in that spot almost by mid-next season. And again, just having an excess of starting pitchers. Um, I really like Bogo, but I think we'll be able to survive without him. 
And you kind of had you kind of had like a a lot of starting pitcher prospects that are at like the major league or triple A level, so you could definitely afford to lose one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the, uh, that looking over your team in the past, at least. Yeah, we're still kind of that way. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'd say good because um, I'd, I'd say starting pitching is valued more than anything, for sure, especially in our league. And we're like even... Keegan's kind of almost brought up recently how it seems like starting pitching league wide seems like it's a little low. Um, I don't, I, I don't agree. personally, I don't see it as low as he does. I, I think his scout is a little um, bearish on the starting pitching market, but there's certainly a case to be made that uh, that maybe something needs to be done. I, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's nice to have prospects. It's not always nice to have uh, like three really solid pitchers in your AAA and not having a slot for them. And so, true. That's why I traded. Wombat, what do you think about that trade, the Bogo one? I like the trade in like in a vacuum, but I think even bigger. Um, if you look at the Bin Kasim trade, I think. As a lefty, he actually might not be quite as valuable or good as defensor, but ratings-wise, they're definitely at least comparable. And then given that I could flip Alex Rivera for for him, and then uh, for Binkasim, then get uh, Bogo back for defensor, for me, that was huge. Yeah. Um, okay, in five years, who do you think will have won the trade. We think both of us will have won the trade, or, or what? I think both players would be really good. I think, depending on how you value pitchers versus hitters, I think Bogo might have more, like, might be worth more. Yeah. Just depending on, I guess, like, wins above replacement. Uh, defensor might just be better, just because I think hitters can accrue that more easily. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be honest. Sure. I, think, I think Wombat won the trade. Um... And here's why. So, I actually think Wombat's, like, kind of really underestimating uh, Ben Kadim in the first place. I actually, personally, I like Ben Kadim way better than Defensor. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why I traded Defensor to Wombat in the first place. I think you, you underrate Defensor, but... That's I diff- could, that's, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I'd probably do as well. Or my scout does, I should say. Um, but like in addition, I also think that uh, Bogo looks like he could be a not not necessarily an ace, but I think he's a solid two on just about any staff in the league. Just about. Um, and yeah, I, the addition I agree with that. Durable. It's there's there's a lot to like there out of him, and it looks like he still has um, stuff that he can add to his curveball in particular. And he's throwing really well so far, at least. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Per- personally, I like, I like the side for Wombat. 
Yeah. Lindsay's kind of just whatever. He's he's obviously he like your 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 utility backup man. I just yeah, needed a he's defensive the short of trade. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing the funny thing about this trade is that Wombat wanted um Bogo plus two other starting pitchers for the defensor at one point. Or maybe it was just maybe it was just Bogo and Atwa. It was it was defensor and Brown in the package before, okay. but then you chickened out. Yeah, that's too much for me. Just like okay, so I I was shopping, I think, yeah, Brown and uh Defensor for a while, and like four different GMs opted out right as I was like, "Okay, I'll take that deal." Kind of painful. <laughs> All works out in the end. See, did we have any other big ones? Uh... So my so my only question about. The Cali trade of Kasim is why didn't he just demote him to AAA? That was my biggest question. Yeah, that's his options left. But OSA really likes Rivera, so maybe it seemed like one of those. Yeah, really wanted him. Oh, yeah, he just really wanted Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was about to say he he didn't. He said he he would have taken that trade by itself, but even more, he wanted Flippin for Jones. Yes, sir. Signed Aaron Jones to a contract. Oh, let me take a look. Six years, uh, 15.5 per. Interesting. That's the high greed coming in. Yeah, I think he overpaid, personally. I mean, I like Jones, but I don't know if I like him. That much. Also, kind of hurts that he's been struggling a little bit. A little bit. So that. So if he doesn't execute those team options, that deal is about pretty much the same deal that I gave to Stapleton. Which is nuts to me because <laughs> Stapleton is like a top three third baseman in the league, and our league is very short on third baseman at the moment. That's for sure. I think that Stapleton, I think it's easily, he's easily worth the deal. But I've, at least my scout has seen his, him regressing over the past two seasons pretty regularly. So I don't know how good he'll be in like two or three seasons, honestly. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think he's taking a step backwards, but I'm not, I'm not too good about it. A little production on third base instead of no production. Yeah, I mean, because, like I said, our our league, it seems like, is pretty low at third base at the moment. So I would argue that there's, like, a uh, almost slurpus um, in terms of, like, value that you, like, received from that. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you've been kind of quiet for a while. Yeah, I just had the like little piece at the beginning, so just letting you guys go over like <laughs> what, what, yeah, you had to do. So we've had we've seen kind of recently some changes in the standings. Um, most notably, in my mind, at least, it uh, 
it's interesting to see Wisconsin made basically a massive comeback and is now leading the Thunder Division. But in addition, Hong Kong has uh, been pretty hot lately, and they're leading the DiStefano Division. Um, do you think that they can both hold on, as well as Wombats, Walla Walla Wombats? Are you doubting my ability to hold on to that lead? Yes. Okay, because I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's why I really wanted uh, the stats post to update. So I want to see what the odds are looking like from that. Let's see, we are <laughs> what one? Is there roughly like forty games left? I think forty games, three and a half game lead. Hey, hold up, let me do my math. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah, just over forty for yeah. me. I mean, I think I think you have pretty good odds of holding it. I would say above fifty percent. If I had to guess, I think how many series, how many games do you have against the Knights and the Wolves? That's a good point. Just one against the Knights, from what I can see. No, wait, and none against the Wolves. No, one oh, against, he ends end. with the Wolves. I end with the Wolves. Yeah, I didn't look at October yet. Yeah, but Ooh. Wombat, your schedule is kind of brutal for this uh, next sim. You've got Brazil, and then you, or well, you got Gamma, then you got me, then you got Hydra, and then you got Max. Yikes. All right, no, but I just swept Gamma. So, so we got that. We got that going. It's because I was starting first. Yeah. What if you should <laughs> plug him back in for the next sim? <laughs> Wombat's also got a way series against uh, Prior. Doesn't Wombat also have the top prospect now again? No, I don't. He usually It's uh, Manny Cruz, the uh, point place guy. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't like him, but I don't like him as a as a number one. Yeah, exactly. He's, he yeah, looks, he's he looks he's a tool low guy. On. He looks kind of low on contact, but yeah, that eyes, that's basically that eyes. I don't know how much likes his eyes. His eyes. Big um, eye. I think the the most surprising thing to me after the sim was the Albuquerque standings. They've been behind for a while. I thought. Yeah. I I guess I missed that in the previous sim, but yeah, they've been. Was, well, they've been close. Since well, like, well, that, well, July. that, and then also like Rochester's resurgence. Well, Rochester, Rochester's insane. I definitely did not see Rochester basically coming back from the dead. Yeah, seriously. It, what, was it like sixteen straight? Pretty incredible. Jeez. That's insane. Troxel's starting to do Troxel things again. It looks like too. It's like twelve straight, and then. Not many losses after that. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought that um, Hong Kong would do a lot better this year than they had previously. I don't know if I would have picked them to win the division, but uh, a lot of their guys were underperforming, so it makes sense that, that they're doing well. Is, is Mike Grace... Plus Mike Grace, yeah. yeah. Mike Grace. Grace is the no doubt rookie of the year too, you gotta think, right? Even oh, even yeah. above Bivens. even above Bivens. Yeah, I, I think I, I, that, I, I, yeah. At this point, 
it's it's Grayson's to lose. I mean, they've but, both been phenomenal, but the real question is the MVP. Yeah. DG, That's, I'm sure I'm sure DG feels very strongly about that. I'll give it Dan Fisher. <laughs> I would not give it to Dan Fisher. Especially with the Stanger doing what he I, I, If we added a best overall batter award, which we can do, I believe, with that extra slot that we get, then I'm I'd be fine with, with uh Stanger winning. But until then, I I just have too many problems with with the award system to to give the pitcher MVP. I would still not give it to him, Fisher. What's your guy, What's your guy's favorite stat about Stanger? I think his K per nine is just insane. It, it's nineteen point three. <laughs> the right whip is insane. Yeah, for me, it's the the whip of point five five. And in 158 innings, like, dude, yeah, that's just that's a reliever. That's a really good reliever. Granted, like, Monterey's defense has gotten a lot, lot better this year than it was last year. It still doesn't actually look that good, just from what I can see in the that's, page. That's true, but when you go to Stanger's uh, BI. B-A-B-I-P. Sure. It's only 251, so it at least alludes that it's much better than last year where his uh, B-A-B-I-P was 333. I mean, I don't know if that's, you can really put all that onto defense, because like, if you look at their ratings, their defensive efficiency is 10th in the league, 0.662, and then their zone rating the sum is negative fifteen point seven or ninth yeah. in the league. Yeah, I think I think last year they were. I think last year they were fourteenth though. Um, in the sluggers, so I, I know for a fact that that's definitely better defense. It's de- so, it's certainly not top tier defense, but better nonetheless. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, Stanger currently has a. Uh, 288 ERA plus, which would be the third best uh, all time in MLB behind Pedro Martinez and Tim Keefe in 1880. I can't believe Bob Gibson's 1.12 year isn't in the top three. That looks like he's that one was ninth. Dang, that's crazy. All right, here's a question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Do you guys think that the wieners are going to hold on? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Disney is coming. Disney playoffs. Let's go. Let's do it. If wieners hold on, this will be the first time making the playoffs as a franchise. Which is amazing. Which I'm definitely here for. Yes. I'm here for any of those teams from the Walker division uh, winning the World Series. Winning the World Series. Okay, well, like, uh, lottery. I was rooting for any NFC East team to make it to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Even though, like, I'm an Eagles fan, but <laughs> we deserved a, an NFC East team in the Super Bowl. It would have been amazing. 
I just don't see any team coming back at all. I think PPV could like they have a shot. They have a shot. Just just from work. Yeah. Like I feel like it's just a toss up at this point. Like a team, one of those either PPV, IMD, or even Yoda could like they could get hot, go on a run and make it. I definitely think Kyoto could easily do that. They have a bunch of talent. Sullivan's back to healthy, but he's not on the major league roster at the moment. So I'm not personally I'm not buying Kyoto. Wait, who isn't on the oh, roster? Jeff Fields could be back. Uh, no one Sullivan. Oh. Santana could be back. That's yeah. There's that's yeah. There's a uh, a few pieces there that could really help. Yep. That aren't helping. <laughs> so for me, I'm not I'm not buying Kyoto. If I was gonna choose a team, I would actually choose uh, the Bucks. Come back. Did everyone see that? And even still, I I don't think the Bucks are coming back. I think it's the Wieners all the way, baby. You can say they'll be the Wieners. See, now that was a good pun. Unlike unlike Dalwig's bad lemur pun. Well, personally, I think Wombats was the lemur. All right, that was better. That was was better. Bauer could get a lottery pick and make the playoffs. You know, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Let's get the lottery, but get the first from that. We that's actually fix strong. that moving forward, but... Yeah, Dawick, how do you feel? Yeah. yeah, tell us, Dawick. How do you feel about the lottery? <laughs> I mean... I'm of the group of... Uh, people in the league, I think, who are more for um, just letting people build their teams how they want. Because, I mean, personally, I think uh, like all the tanking talk at the towards the start of the league, and that we uh, shifted away from with the lottery, I think a lot of that was an overreaction because one um, member's like, I-, I hesitate to say abuse, but that's frankly what it was pretty much like the rules and the standing of the league. So what I think is, is that, sure, you shouldn't be allowed to like completely like dismantle your team and win like twenty games, but at the same time, I think there should be a balance where you're allowed to be at a point where you can say, "Okay, my team isn't going to compete this year, but I know I'll definitely get a reasonable pick." Except in some cases with the lottery, like how many times has the truly awful team got the first overall pick? I mean, the piggy, there, um, yeah, the piggies. The last season, I think, was the first team in a while who's like the first uh truly like worst team to get the first overall pick yeah yeah i th- we definitely probably went above and beyond with the with our reaction as a whole i i'd argue that it was definitely necessary <laughs> at the time but yeah now i feel like 
our league is a little bit more. It's matured, not like from a user standpoint, but the league itself has to where. Well, if you revert back to, you know, just ordering it from record, do you think you'll see people do that? Tank hard for the lottery picks? Yeah. I think I think we already kind of see that in a way. Yeah, because I was saying like, I, or yeah, I, I think I said this last time, I would, I 100% did that. Uh, in the one season I was completely out of it, I just like, like lower pitch counts, just put random people in the lineup to tank hard for one of those lottery slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would tank, but I have one of the top budgets now, and I don't want to risk that for for tanking, so... I mean, there are other costs to um, making your team that bad, like from budget, fan interest. Other than that, you're not always guaranteed to get the best player because, like, how many times have we seen the players in the top five they just bust? Well, yeah, not only that, but like the tenth pick, uh, talent change randomness is a thing, obviously. So even if you like technically get the best player, he still has to develop. Yeah. So. You need you need some things to go right. Um, is there anything else that kind of at the top of your guys' head that maybe we haven't talked about yet? We should berate Gamma for starting Hersum. <laughs> Wait, Gamma started Hersum. Yeah, I started for him for like two seasons. Oof. Oh my goodness. That's that's not good one. That's a that's five, five, five games started. It was like it went bad. And then the second sim was like, eh. Hey, he and had a game score of 35. And then, yeah, exactly. And then by the third one, it was like, okay, I gotta take one. I just, I don't know, I just wanted to give him a shot, see how he does. If you ever want to trade him, I will definitely take him. No me. Why do you guys want him? For a while. Why do you guys want him? Why do I want him? Yeah. Well, you see, I really like high stamina relievers, and that's what he is. Uh, case in point would be my future Hall of Fame uh, stopper, Javier Zepeda, who has roughly 65 stamina right now and basically has his entire career which has led to him putting up I think the least amount of war he's put up in a single season is last year when he put up 2.3 so I mean if you get 2.3 war from a reliever you'll take that any day of the week and that that was his that's his minimum for me, it's the ground ball percentage. And, you know, the changeup is a complete kind of lottery ticket. So if it does develop and he turns him into a borderline starter, that's he's, he'll be still be really good that way. Yeah. Uh, the ground ball percentage was absolutely why we chose to draft him. We'll see what happens. Dawig, is there any plans to play a lefty at second base or third base again in the future? 
Actually, Honestly. I did that at one point. But, you know, I think that did like teach me something. Other than not to do that, I think, like in terms of how the scheduling works, in a lot of cases, it's not. Um, what do you say? Because of, see, I don't know if this is like a league setting or whatever, but um, like just how the scheduling works, like some teams have it way easier than others at certain points. And I think part of that meant that the early part of the season, I think that was harder games. So even though I was below, uh, or uh, seven games below 500, I was pretty much losing games that, you know, weren't winnable, weren't that winnable to begin with. I mean, just yeah. going through uh, the schedule, we lost to um, Wombat. We lost to Gamma. We lost to Himalaya. We won some games against Brooklyn. But uh, other than that, yeah, during the time period where I did that, it was mostly against teams that were already tough to beat. So it was more forgiving. Shit, Wombat. I thought that was, I thought that was an R League. I was about to look that guy up. No, yeah, he's in a different league, but he's carried by one pitch. It's so weird. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I think I have a guy like that. Do you really? I have to look for him first. Though. I have a guy like that with uh, worse control. I thought those DG. are pretty rare. So I wasn't sure. DG, I've been curious. So you. Basically, kind of got the shit end of the sim luck this year. Yeah. Um. I guess what's what's kind of your whole entire thought process of kind of everything about how the season's gone? Um, at the beginning of the season, I thought about uh trying to trade for some pitching. Uh, ultimately, I said um that I would wait until, like, the deadline. Because I figured that uh, Flag, Brown, and, and Hilling, and then Muchal coming up midseason, I figured that could hold off my offense. Ugh. Because my offense has been pretty much as good as I thought it would be. Um, but my entire pitching staff uh, fell apart completely. Which I was not expecting, um, and so I I thought about the deadline, trying to get someone like Zamora, trying to trade for some of Gamma's pitchers, but I felt like at that point it was probably too late to uh, to really make a move um, with me being like ten games back on the playoffs, and I don't know, maybe I should have, but. Do you feel better about that decision at least now that Jeff Brown's out? Yeah, I I think no matter what, uh, Jeff Brown going out kind of kills any chances. So I'm glad I didn't really make a move. But uh, going into the future, like I need to address the staff. Like I don't know if if Hilling's gonna be the guy I was hoping he'd be. Maybe like a back into the rotation guy. Um, Muchal hopefully will improved from this season. Flag seems like he's uh, maybe not. This sim was kind of rough to him. It looked like he had been about to rebound, but this has been kind of eh. Um, 
Justin Price flag is my best starting pitcher right now because mm-hmm. why not? But I I don't know. Like that obviously needs to be improved to to make the playoffs. I don't know if I can expect anyone other than Jeff Brown, but he's fragile and injured. So I don't know if I can trust any pitcher really to to do anything. And that kind of makes me want to see maybe I start trading away someone like Del Vecchio, someone like Scott, and try to maybe push, go back and retool a little bit and push for the playoffs. Maybe not next year, but the year after. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Is there any... uh... Is there any teams that like stand out to you guys that maybe they're not quite there right now, but you can see them being there in like a year or two? Baku. Yeah, Baku <laughs> definitely came to my mind as well. I'm not looking forward to being in their division. Yeah, Dub's, Dub's done a really good job. Absolutely. Of um, kind of taking over there. And like... uh. I, I traded him Ken Banks, but like Ken Banks still keeps like looking like an absolute beast, and he's and he's putting up pretty good numbers in AAA, and then he already has some pretty good young pieces in like Chris Wood, um, and I mean he's like just young guys guest on, um, that he can definitely build around uh, Veldman, of course. Was oh, Vilman now? Yeah. Oh, rip. That's unfortunate. It says pending yeah, too. Him and Gaston. That's that's a really good. That's really yeah. good. Hard the order. Yeah, Gaston hitting three fifty this year through five hundred plate appearances. Just Wild, insane. But he doesn't even have the best. Uh... Average. Mike Grace. Mike Grace. Mike 384. Grace. An OP. In MVP. 400 plate appearances. The problem with Grace, though, is he sucks in the outfield. Well, at least yeah, this year he has been. Corner outfield defense is way overrated. Yeah, but 40 range there's. Yeah. Even that. Negative 7.5 zone rating in less than 100 games. Hey, hey, zone rating, doesn't, zone rating doesn't matter if, if your OPS plus is I mean, basically absolutely, like, you put them anywhere if, if you're getting that kind of production, but I would also like to see not horrible defense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the only way to see that is you put them at DH. Yeah, but, you know. He also has a Kluth there, who absolutely has to be a DH, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Kluth could even play the outfield. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, Da, is there anybody that stands out to you? Hmm. I would say 
See, I'm thinking about this one because um, what I've noticed from um, the Hurdlers League is that all once you go from the third wild card, like all the teams are pretty much fairly close. But like you guys said, San Francisco was um, the team who you guys thought um, earlier would be, a, I guess you could say, a truly like powerful force in uh, the Hurlers League going forward, especially with the prospects they have. Yeah, I was really surprised how bad they yeah. did. They did get unlucky, but still. I think, um, like, I brought this up earlier, but I think a lot of what how teams perform has to do schedule. Like I would feel like San Francisco's heavily disadvantaged by playing up against the best teams in the Heroes yeah. League all at the same time. Well, maybe they're like poised to come back late, but one of those too late, too little, too late deals. I don't know. Did one of the best like rosters talent wise in that division? But yeah. Like the weird thing is, is um, like I personally, I feel like all the teams in the Hurlers League have their uh, wins inflated because of like where everyone else is. Like, if you're not like a team like on the borderline for the playoffs in the league, because once you go like look at the Walker Division, it's uh, everyone's below five hundred, and pretty much every team that goes up against them like wins two out of three games every time. Let me ask you this, Daw. How far away are we from seeing uh, the Manatees like really fight for the Steiner vision? I'd say realistically, probably two seasons. Like, um, I brought this up before, but for me, this is really a, a season like. Like, I mean, to be honest, like, I gave up all those picks, but it's only in one draft. This draft coming up after that, like, I have all my picks back, and, you know, we can just keep going. So, and plus, I'm already ahead with guys like Garcia, Arnold, who, like, you know, they have to get up to speed. And, but, like, really, I feel like the only, like, major flaw with this team right now is, uh, we haven't called up Pantoja yet for, uh, well, right now he'd take more of off spot, but again, like there's no point in bringing up Pantoja like this at given how like more of is like a decent villain. Yeah, it's and other than trade, yeah. good trade bait too in the future, <laughs> as, as as we may or may not have seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I'm also waiting for uh, guys like Nick Stewart or uh, Yoshimura to like come in and help me out, especially because um. I mean, yeah, because the more I think he should be decent next season. Like, I don't, I don't think he goes from like sixty to forty-five or anything crazy like that. Maybe fifty-five. But really, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get like put these pieces in place and just see where it goes. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, um, like, yep. Do you? Is there ever a plan to maybe move Zamora? next year i mean there's not really i don't really see a point because my uh fan interest is, is higher than a lot of other teams now and like that's helping me with my budget especially but uh other than that like i don't really see a point in moving him at 
like the stage because again he's this like veteran fill-in guy who like is there to see how the roster do- roster does with a um you know with like a quality pitcher unless he's like completely out of it honestly yeah i guess i more meant that from like a uh like build back up the prospect base oh um i mean it's hard to say because like i mentioned i feel like if Zamora wasn't playing, like, I mean, the rotation, like, I think you guys would agree, it'd still be relatively decent with, like, everyone else in there right now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, like, if we're in that position and where I have these guys and, like, they're early rookie contracts, I'm in arbitration, yeah, they're auto renew, then it's kind of pointless not to give myself that chance. Because, I mean, even Brian, Brian Arnold's probably going to win a gold glove. Arnold. Looks like a monster in center field. Yeah. And, um, well, I mean, like, I feel like they're everyone, all these prospects, like, their fielding ratings are definitely there, like, fully developed. But the hitting side, like, I still need to see more out of that before, like, right now we're a 10th in the Hurlers League and home runs and one Garcia, like, you know, he starts to grow in some more. Like, that's a big deal. That is very true. Um, yep. Let's see. I think we're like right at an hour. So, I have one uh, final talking point. Yeah, go for it. How long do you think the Jazz are stuck like in the cellar for Rodriguez? Ooh, that's a solid question. I'm going to say a decent while just because yeah. even with the acquisition of Nier, they're their uh, farm is pretty barren. And, like, they have Fisher, but he's probably their only good young talent right now. So Do you think Hydra ends up trading Will Fisher? I think... I don't know. No. I'm going to say question. no, because I, I think his asking price is always just going to be too high. Well, so there were two different teams that we're offering four first-round picks. And that's why I'm saying I think it's too high. Yeah. Would you, if you were in in Hydra's situation, would you trade Will Fisher? If I'm in Hydra's situation, I'd definitely trade Fisher, and I'd definitely, definitely, definitely trade De La Rosa. I think... Oh yeah, De La Rosa, definitely. I think Hydra's almost going to end up Kicking himself for not trading De La Rosa because I tried to trade for him, but his asking price was was too high. Like uh, this was like right at the start of the season, and then I didn't I didn't really ask towards the uh, trade deadline because I was already pivoting towards other guys, or I was going to try to like move my shortstop to third base, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, De La Rosa, third baseman. I feel like our league is pretty light on him, so he has like extra value there per se but it's also 32 years old and i would argue maybe in like in a slight regression it seems I, at least based on stat wise yeah, it looks like he's maybe kind of starting to fall a little bit yeah and which is why i feel like still a solid player of... though yeah, but... yeah definitely a solid player i just think like the value's never going to be higher for yeah. him than it is right now. 
Yeah, and at all this point, he only has one season left to trade him. Yeah. Now, I will say Hydra made Hydra made one move during the offseason. This wasn't this offseason, but the offseason before. That's like paid off in spades for him. Oscar um, Gonzalez? Yes. Yeah. So it's just the he got, rele- he got released by who do you get who do you get released by? Or he, I guess he didn't get released, but it was one of those deals where he'd been a pro for so long that you have to it looks like Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. And they just never extended him, so he became a free agent and Hydra only pay is only paying him two point five million. <laughs> A year for a dude that's on pace for four war. I think I remember looking at him and trying to get him, but I didn't want to give him too long of a guaranteed contract because he was still like only like a thirty overall, I think, when he was yeah. a free agent. Yeah, I remember him being out there on the market, but it's definitely paid off long term. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he'll be a nice piece to. To have in the future, but like yeah, for me, De La Rosa got to get traded. Fisher, yeah. Fisher, I can actually see the argument for keeping him. You could keep him because his extension is for so long. You could basically write him out until after the rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah the extension's so long. He's twenty-seven, so you got to imagine like progression's gonna take a little while to kick in. Anyway, I I know for for me, I could be like completely in a re- in a rebuild. I don't think I'll ever trade Dan Fisher. Um, yeah, just, Dan just because Fisher. he's Dan Fisher. He's Dan Fisher. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Like there's there's no real world real real world consequence for me n- not to trade him. So I might as well keep a player that I like. A lot. DG, I have a I have a good question for you. Did you or did you not this Christmas get some Dan Fisher apparel? Yeah, my my brother gave me a uh, a t shirt, like a I guess kind of like a t shirt, kind of like a, a like a jersey, if you will, of of Dan Fisher. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember I remember him uh, PMing me, asking me. What I thought about it, I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, so for that reason alone, I'm never treating him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. There's another uh, trade piece that I feel like Hydra could move if he felt like it. That's John Phillips, the starting pitcher. He's been pretty, yeah. pretty bad this year, actually, giving up unreal amount of home runs, but. I've asked about him for the for the past two years, and I almost made a serious offer for him at the beginning of this year. And good thing I didn't, because he would have been just like the rest of my pitchers. <laughs> I feel like in a very defensive-friendly park, he's a really good pitcher. So Walla Walla. Yes, because high control, but like that middle... That average to maybe slightly above average stuff, although it looks pretty average this year. Yeah, we've got one of the lowest uh, home run modifiers in the league, I think. Yeah, I think your park would work pretty well with them. 
I was more interested in uh, his relievers. They're, they're actually really good. At least from my standpoint. Like, really solid, like... Oh, know, yeah, Einhorn. Stopper guys, yeah. Yeah, Einhorn's really good. He's also got the Poggers 70 stamina. Dang, I didn't even know about him. Hold up. I got a message. Hydra. Yeah, I messaged him. Uh, he just didn't get back to me uh, before the deadline, I think. Oof. So, uh, all right, well, I'm good if you guys are good. For tonight. Uh, last question. Who do you think is winning the World Series? Or bets. Uh Wingnuts. I'm going Disney. Yeah, Disney, <laughs> Disney. Actually, yeah, whoever wins the Walker Division will win yeah. the World Series. I could see uh, Wisconsin, though. They're really hot. Wisconsin's a good pick. Wisconsin has a pitcher, uh, Heinrich, who like, I'm really, really impressed with. Yeah. I think I think he's like a future ace, arguably. Just tried to trade for him too, and then Trout led me on for like two weeks before being like, "Oh, actually, no." Yeah, I remember you telling me you were like about to get him, and I was like, I was trying to figure out what what Troutner was thinking, to be quite honest with you. And then and then Trout was like, "Wait, I got to rescout you guys," and then he did that for like five sims, and then he was like, "You know, I'm actually not trading you." <laughs> yeah, I think that was he was part of the reason why the Gamma deal fell through. Wait, wait, wait! I know, I know one reason why Wisconsin's not going to win the World Series because they still have Renee De La Rosa in the fucking starting. <laughs> hey, he's better than any Dubai starter. Niche, <laughs> yes, Budika, the real number one prospect. Uh, let me look at him. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta see the others. I think Modica's. You know who Modica really reminds me of is. Ooh. He kind of reminds me of uh Walter Cohen when I first saw him in the draft. Um, so like Cohen looks like a of a bagel. Or Bug Hill. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh Cohen for the the Conquistadors. I had him as like a guy that was like sixty fives or sixties all across the board, but I had him as an eighty potential guy. And so I feel like off like this past yeah. season. Yeah. And I feel like some of that was due to his uh stamina and I kinda of feel that way about Modica, but He's certainly like really good. I'm not. He's without a doubt a top five. Who would you have at number one then? Honestly, um, I would. Hmm. If Nick Trinidad gets that change up up to a fifty, then I would go him. That's a big if. Yeah, that's a big. That's like saying if Herson gets his change up up. Honestly, 
I think a case could be made for Gary Dunn. I was going to say, I think Gary Dunn, just Let's based go. on him being so close to the majors. Although, uh, I, I really like Antonio Gonzalez as well. He was already in AAA. Holy shit. And putting up good numbers. Scott's not the biggest fan of him, but he's still a very solid player. Also, I hate my scout, so... Gap, gap, gap. Gap and I... He he combines the two... This could be unstoppable. Dalwig, how did you not get him? Because I... Okay, when I was scouting him, I was like, okay, this guy looks like Pentosia, but he can't do anything. But he can't do anything other than, like, hitting stats. No, he could play third base. Mm, not to the level I want. No, not that's the, like not that's the like manatees. Yeah, look at yeah. The manatee system. I, I did forget about the manatee system. Like I mean, look at Jim Walton. This guy's like doing amazing for like a fifty overall. Actually, do you think Boitigal should be? I think he would actually be like maybe a top three or something. He looks like basically. Oh god, yeah. He's 18 and like basically major league level ready. Uh, Holy shit. Close to major league ready at least. Did he go straight from international to AAA? Yes, looks like it. What What? the fuck? Yo, (laughs) he's actually fucked up. That's pretty epic. I'm not gonna lie. At least yeah. Harsh platoon splits, but yeah. 18 years old, and he's already... I would say he was probably rushed. Like, I would have just started him at A-Bowl and just let him break and just promote him his way to AAA, but he's definitely mm-hmm. there now. He's a 146 OPS plus. What? Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but T-Cold definitely should be top five. Okay, way so better, way cool. better than Nataliano Effingino or whatever his name is. Effigno, Wombat shortstop guy. That guy sucks. Better than Arnold. Here's a hot take. Oh, Dodd. Eagle. What? Um, ends his career on top of the war leaderboard. Ends his career. Yeah, I'm gonna say no because of defense. Yeah, I think so too. But he also has like 20 years of he can play. Like he True. has. Wait, but oh, then I go total. You mean total? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, then going by career. going by Garcia. The, yeah, I was Victor Garcia. He's not even 20. Basically, almost. I wouldn't say followed the same path, but like uh. Same age bracket, I guess, in, in the majors already at 19, which Bortigo could do next season. Okay, I lied. Hot take. Victor Garcia ends his career on top of the <laughs> I think that I only can't... happens if Garcia is traded to the Wombats. Is it safe to say Aikida is officially a bust now that he's hurt? I can't, Wait, I, don't, I can't let him have the Sims treatment and uh, have him come back with nothing happen. I need, a, I need something to tank from him. 
<laughs> the very least, I need him fragile. Can you see um, which arm a pitcher injured? Which arm? Yeah, like if they had a UCL surgery, like if it's their throwing arm or not. I assume it's on the throwing arm. Yeah, I think it's essentially always throwing arm, unless it's like a freak accident outside of baseball. I'm surprised, uh, Wombat, that Wu Su, yeah, he's just become a reliever. I thought for sure he'd either be an A starter or die. I, I didn't happen. think there would be I any My blame for the large part was the move to 21 because then it, it, mm. it actually killed his ratings, according to my scout, and I think OSA or killed he at least hasn't, pitches. He just hasn't developed that changeup, yeah. Yeah, he's getting too old, yeah. Unless he gets uh, some Jeff Brown. Can you imagine if uh, he gets Jeff Brown? That would be epic. That would, that would complete the, uh, the circle. That would, it, would, it would restore balance. What would really restore balance is getting Walla Walla out of the top spot in the Rodriguez. No. Or getting the wing nuts back in the top spot in Vigio. Say no to that as well. Hot take. Rochester wins the Vigio. Wow, that is hot. That's very hot. That's like Rochester <laughs> wins all their games hot. Rochester wins all their games and and Cali goes like three hundred the rest of the way. Yeah. No. I think yeah. If Rochester wins all their games and Cali goes 500, they'll be able to take it, but that's not going to happen. Unless you and Pryor both have to tank hard and then just have Rochester clean up. When is Bolanos going to hit cleanup? Ooh, last game of the year. You know, he's, he's deserved it. I'll, I'll put him in the lineup for the last game of the year for sure. Brian and G just got hurt. Yeah, G did get hurt. And I actually just called up my top prospect to replace him, uh, Okawa. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I w- going into the year, I didn't think uh, Okawa would be ready. But, I mean, 134 OPS plus and AAA through 350 plate appearances. It makes me makes me feel better about bringing him up. So, do you think then you're are you going to look at trading? Yes. Well, actually, no. Technically, I don't need to trade anybody. So it kind of no. works out well because. Well, I mean, technically, yes, but how are you going to like fit all of them in a lineup? I guess. Well, it, like I said, it kind of fits perfectly because next year, uh, Josh Workman will actually be gone from my team um, simply because I can't afford an extension. I'm already at max cap. Broke nuts. So yeah. I'll actually just end up moving uh, a G to probably right field at this point. And then I'm going to put Fred Krause at first base. I think. Either that or, or I'll just let a G play first base. And just to crew 
ridiculous amounts of war. Or you could put Rojas in first base and just DH one of them. Could do that. I'm just worried about Rojas getting hurt if I play him at first. Although, Workman's been supposedly fragile, and I think he's only had like three injuries since he's been on my team. Yeah. Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to go ahead and stop the recording because there's kind of something I wanted to say, but <laughs> not get recorded. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, to the person grading this podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Later. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.